0: Hi, thanks for joining us on Once, When I Was Cool, the podcast that takes a nostalgic look at uh, former times of what have now become broken dreams. Um, no? No? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's be realistic. This is what we're looking I at. I set these. low expectations, Pass. so I'm not disappointed. Well, that's exactly right. Go in, go in with low expectations. You can't be disappointed. I'm Dave.
1: And I am we. And as always, in Behind the Glass is... Simon. How are you, Simon? Oh,
0: big nods there.
1: Looking good. Thumbs up. Great.
0: Right, so, wee, how you been? I've been
1: exceptional, thank you
0: for asking. Yeah, anything new, been out?
1: There's always new things, new cars. Yeah? Uh, and, and, and the reason I said new cars wow. is because, Dave, once when I was cool, Yeah. back in the day, I it was a massive fan, still am, but a massive fan of cars of yesteryear.
0: Cars of yesteryear. Well, of course, they wouldn't have been yesteryear cars when we were cool. They no. would have been cars of today. Or well, they're the old ones as well.
1: Yeah, they're the old ones. Oh, I st- yeah, still think talk- I'm cool. Yeah, you're talking
0: about your 60s, your 60s cars, ones that were the ones that were 60s, sort of
1: 60s, 70s. Yep. Through to the 80s. 80s started to change a little bit. But the 60s and 70s cars, still love them now. You yeah. still have one.
0: You still have one. Right, that there I you do. go. So we're looking at uh, what, just the technology in cars? What are you talking about? Of course, cars have changed fairly dramatically over our lifespan and uh, they continue to evolve according to the the manufacturers. What is it you, you liked most about the cars back, back way oh, back when?
1: There's lots of things I liked about the cars back in the day. Yeah. So for me, it is every everything. The cars were cars. You had to drive cars. These days you've got ABS, this, that and the other and... So, basically, if you fall asleep at the wheel, yeah, some, some cars will notice that and make an alarm because it'll notice that you've fallen asleep, which is not a bad thing if you are on the road a bit. It's a
0: bit like having a travelling wife, really, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, less annoying.
0: God bless them. I love them. Yeah, that's right. Wouldn't be without them.
1: Absolutely. But... For me, it's the ability to have worked on them. They were mm-hmm. metal. Mm. They didn't have all the gadgets that you have today, so mm. less breakages, so on and so forth. I and just
0: people were a little bit more careful, I think, with a lot of the safety. Um the safety designs we've got now, particularly anti-skid Andy skid, Andy brakes. And at this point, listener, I would uh, I would encourage you to have a listen to the Adam Carolla Show. Uh, in his podcast, he's got some pretty liberal ideas about what he thinks about airbags and uh, and about how people these days drive a little bit more erratically because they know they can rely on airbags, whereas uh, way back when we couldn't do that uh, because there were no airbags, there were no crumple zones, which we have now, which is of, of course, we saved the lives. Well, there. that's exactly right. Go fast, try to go limp.
1: Yeah, so I think we were, the, we were the crumble zones. Um, but f- but for me, it's it, it is a nostalgia. Like I said, I still have one, and I got that through my dad um, after his passing. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's it's everything about you could work on them. I lift the bonnet up now and try and see which part is the actual engine and which is the emissions. Yeah, well, I, bits and I, pieces. And
0: like, uh, like as you know, I'm barely a man when it comes to mechanics. Or anything. and at least I used to know. I mean, you and I used to have Suzuki uh, Sierras, and yeah. uh, the Suzuki Suzuki Sierra is one of the simplest engines to work on. Even I could understand it. Change the spark plugs. change Change the oil filter. Change the the um, change the oil. But nowadays I lift up a car and I don't even know where the uh, where the oil filter is or where the drain plug is. Everything's, uh, everything's tucked up high. Everything's a bit more difficult. And everything goes on a diagnostic machine as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. Have you noticed that all of those things that you've been talking about under mm. the bonnet these days yep. are bright yellow so people know what it is they have to look at?
0: I haven't because admittedly over the last few years I've sort of given up looking.
1: Yeah, I, I was only under my son's bonnet there the other week, about a week ago. The bonnet
0: of his car? Yeah, yeah,
1: the bonnet of his car. <laughs> And so, uh, you're an evil man sometimes. Keep going, keep going. Yeah, so. You know, but everything under there, everything under there that you needed to look at, so for water that you needed, oil, anything along those lines was yellow because otherwise people wouldn't know where to find them.
0: So tell me, does he? You you said it's your son's car, and it's a pretty, pretty new car. It's brand new,
1: 2016.
0: Okay, yeah. So only a couple of years older, but certainly more modern than our Suzuki Sierras. Yep. Does he know what to do with it? Does he know how to look at the 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 particular parts and how to change them and how to do the basic sort of troubleshooting
1: well there's two aspects to this i (laughs) here we go here we go so two aspects to this i had to actually there he came and complained to me there was a bit of a a burning smell and it smelled like oil and he's going oh no it was clutch (laughs) or something okay now let's have a look let's smell disappointment it is uh, (laughs) (laughs) and uh so for me i'm like oh did you check the oil yeah yeah checked it last weekend so i thought i'll just check it anyway so on the oil stick where you've got your two pinholes mm-hmm. for your top and bo- bottom level, yep. none of those were covered. So uh. I had to put uh, uh, a good leader in, um, in, the, in the car yeah. to get it to top up and then get him to go and get it serviced. But I said, so you've checked this a week ago. You've used all this oil in a week. Oh, I, well, I thought I checked it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but my basic principles for all my children was that before they could get their learners or their licence, they had to be able to check oil, water and change a tyre and I made them change a tyre. Yeah, okay. So that's the principles to get them out of trouble. If they're on the side of the road, at least they can get themselves to safety.
0: Mm. Okay, well, that's fair enough. And that was, of course, back when you used to be able to work on cars where you always knew those things to begin with. But it's amazing how many people don't know how to change a tyre.
1: Oh, the amount of people I've had to change tyres for because they have no idea on how to change a tyre. They know they've got a jack in the car mm-hmm. but they don't know and there's they've got marks everywhere where you need to be able to uh, place yeah. them to take them off and make sure they're on okay, and off, off right.
0: One of the things I remember from from cars we had when we were going up and I, I think we had an old Valiant station wagon uh, when I was a kid and we used to travel from outback New South Wales and I mean a fair way. To Sydney, And my dad was always a great believer of getting up early, you know, two, three o'clock in the morning. But what we used to do was dad and mum would sit in the front, uh, they'd drop the back seats down so I was laying flat and chuck a mattress in the back and the three of us would sleep most of the way to Sydney, you know, eight, ten, twelve-hour drive and we'd be laying down on the back, no worrying about seatbelts, no worrying about... uh, traffic. And of course, this was back...
1: Seat. sorry to jump in, but seatbelts weren't even always in those earlier vehicles.
0: Mm, Not in the back.
1: Not in the back. Um, And And they uh, certainly
0: didn't retract.
1: Oh, absolutely not. And uh, so you had to have them at the right level, which never really did anything for you. I think, you know, people had them as loose. Well, people didn't even wear seatbelts back in there. Let's be realistic.
0: Well, there's people today still don't.
1: Yeah, sorry. I'm yeah, no, to... no,
0: but yeah, you're right with the seatbelts. Uh, the, there we didn't worry about it. You used to lie down in the back. You used to travel and, I mean, here we are. I'm still here 40 years later and uh, still okay. And this was in the day as well where you didn't have sealed tarmac roads all the way. There wasn't bitumenized roads all the way.
1: Or overtaking uh, lanes. Or, or...
0: over. Well, yeah, there was never an overtaking lane, but we also had um, unlimited speed zones. So I remember there used to be, um, and I will put a, um, a photo on our website, uh, oncewascool.com or on our Facebook page, Once When I Was Cool Podcast. Um, of this, of the something. sign. No, 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 that was the Facebook. Oh, sorry. We'll get to email yeah. in a minute. Sorry, mate. You're mate, jumping yeah. the gun. But um, we used to have, uh, you'd, you used to see the sign, so you'd have your in-town speed, which is always 60, and then you'd have a white sign, ...with a black circle with the the strike through... ...which basically meant there's no speed limit anymore. Go hard or go home. Go hard as fast as you can. Never had to worry about highway patrol. Never had mobile phones for you if you ever got into trouble. Um, And it
1: was always your parents' music which was your dad's anyway.
0: Well, and you know, if you didn't have an 8-track or a cassette tape... ...and that's probably another episode in itself... uh, ...it was listened to the radio and I remember that my my dad and mum... ...used to listen to ABC, Talkback Radio. Hmm. And we'd listen to it... ...all the way there. And I don't think we ever complained about it.
1: No, because we never used to complain and argue with our parents back in the day.
0: Yeah, so... Um the other thing that I remember about that was my parents were, were smokers and they used to uh, sit and smoke <laughs> all the way and wind the windows up but the windows these days the windows I remember you could have one window down and you wouldn't get that that sort of oh yeah that sort of hammering sort of sound like I'm trying to do here but it's not working on the microphone that hammering sound that you get these days because cars are so well sealed, the air can't escape, so it's only yep. got that one in and out. So it's whereas, itself. Whereas back then, uh, the doors shut and they sort of barely kept the water out. Um, if you wanted to put your window down, you'd use the
1: window winder. And for all of you out there who don't know what a window winder is, it's the... Round thing that uh, you use to actually put it down. It's not the button that you push to move them up and down.
0: Yeah, well, I remember we went away, and I, I've got a I've got a car that uh, has progressive technology in the front. It's got um, it's got electric windows in the back. It's got um, wind down, and at the very back, because it's a four wheel drive wagon, it's got slinder, sliders sliders. And, um, That's a whole
1: generation yeah. going from the front to the back. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, pick. so
0: you can see the evolution of the car, but the window winders and one of my friends jumped in the back with his young bloke and uh, it was summer and he jumped in and the, the young fellow said, how do you put the windows down? And the winder was right there in front of him, just had no idea because he was used to push button.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But that that wasn't the only um, technologies that have changed. We used to have the quarter panel windows in the front. I've still got them in my Hilux. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can turn them out, but I remember that was uh, the air conditioning that you had. You, you put that in, and um, the other things that we used to have were bench seats in the front.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, the bench seats, so you yep. could you could fit three across.
1: Yep, definitely, you could get um, three in the front, but yep. then. When you had three in the front and uh, gears, uh, these days, as we all know, were in the middle between the two ban- uh, bucket yeah. seats in the front. Yep. Well, they used to be on the column or yeah, on, on the, the tree.
0: So, so you'd have three on the tree or four on the floor. Yeah. So you'd, uh, of course, what you mean is on the on the, the on the column. The gear shift was on the the, the steering wheel. The column behind of the, steering. the steering wheel. What yeah, connected absolutely. It
1: but if anyone out there has any uh, wants to send in any emails or any any pictures of. Their old vehicles, or, or even their stories. modern stories about it. Give us an email at oncewascoolpodcast at gmail or on our socials at Facebook once when I was cool podcast and Instagram once when once was cool podcast.
0: Now, believe it or not, that's actually written on a piece of paper in front of we, and we still stumbled through it. And of course, I did the same thing before. So our reading skills aren't as good as we'd like to be, but we're practicing.
1: Yeah, we're getting there every day.
0: So yeah, the bench seat. And bench seat, of course, yet again, we're going back to the different types of uh, uh, seat belts we had and the technologies that we had. And um, the bench seat invariably had the, the lap sash off either side door and then just a lap belt across the middle and you go hurtling along with three people in the front and uh, anything Absolutely. could happen.
1: Absolutely. And, and the thing with the um, bench seat is... The seat was always adjusted to the driver. So if you had someone who was really tall in the front, they had to sit with their knees up around their ears and the driver was short, like... And Me. and it wasn't always the
0: whole thing would go forward. You could actually move one side of it, so the driver's side could move forward, but the passenger side would be back. So it would move at a, a rakish sort of angle, and it'd yeah, be offset. But it,
1: and was, it was never good if that happened. No, <laughs> no. It wouldn't protect you from anything. So well,
0: well it never protected you from anything because, like you say, it was all metal, all, uh, all metal, so it didn't crumple. And oh, the crumple and the zone, glass. like you say, crumple zone was you.
1: Yeah, and the glass in and When the glass used to break, it used to smash and shatter into your actual car and into your face. And the now, now it's all double laminated so it's got a like a thin film of laminate in it so it doesn't do that.
0: Yeah, I always enjoy in the movies when you see a car roll over and the windscreen's all broken and the person just kicks it out like it's nothing.
1: That does not happen, I can assure you from yes. personal experience. I know I was there
0: for that. It's very difficult to kick a front windscreen out. Um, uh, but the glass as well, the glass these days we have is also um, usually tinted. We never yeah. had window tinting.
1: Oh, it, that came around in the 80s when it was sort of cool because you didn't want people to see in or see out of your vehicle and these days it's actually turned back the other way where it's more now about UV protection mm. and sun protection but, you know, back back in the earlier days, the everyone's dashboard cracked anyway from the sun. <laughs> from gets, the, from the cheap vinyl. Yeah, so to have a, find a car with a, a dash that didn't wasn't cracked was pretty rare.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, well, a second-hand one. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and so no, I've forgotten where I was going to go. I had something else I was going to say. Really? Must have been interesting. Air conditioning—that's uh, what it was. Yes. So air conditioning comes standard now with cars, but believe it or not, I remember in the early seventies, not every car came. And my um, my mum and dad bought a, a Holden Monaro. It was a four-speed V eight, uh, five liter monster of a thing that uh, would probably worth quite a bit now. But yeah, yeah, but. Um, it was, the, it was the sedan and I remember that Dad got the optional air conditioning put in and the air conditioning, apart from being terrible, always had this funny smell and looking back at it now, if an air conditioner had a sort of smell, I tend to be concerned for what was actually coming through it.
1: Oh, absolutely. It was different gases back in the day. But I did have a vehicle myself. But it was a 78 vehicle. And it had uh, it had air conditioning in it as well mm. and I actually got it removed. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I thought, nah, I don't need that and well, I took it out and sold it.
0: I remember when I moved from uh, Perth, when we lived in Perth, uh, when my wife Tammy and I lived in Perth, we moved to, from Perth to Brisbane. We took a Suzuki Sierra over with us, uh, brought it back over and in Perth, you know, it gets hot. Um, but it was a soft top, you could take the top off. But in Brisbane, it's a completely different heat. The humidity is a killer. And I actually looked, because Suzuki Sierras, I think it was a 1991 model, didn't come standard with air conditioning. And if you came across one with air conditioning, you had a choice of either driving up the hill or having the air conditioning on, but never the two together because it just sat so much power. Wouldn't wouldn't help. But I remember having to, looking at getting um, air conditioning put in there and the air conditioning, apart from going to cost me about $2,000 in... A $4,000. Yeah, but in in 2003. But in the passenger side, it was a box that probably extended down... Um, a
1: good six to eight inches. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, 15, 20 centimetres. It extended down and extended out just as far and it was right in front of where the passenger's legs were. Now, if you've never been in a Suzuki Sierra, they're pretty rough at the best of times. They're great fun, good cars, but... Um, they're pretty rough and um, for the passenger to lose that extra couple of inches of leg room would be uh, quite devastating, uh, even on a normal ride, let alone if something were to happen in an accident.
1: Well, as you know and as we, as Davis said, you know, we both had one. And it it got that rough for me driving it uh, that it had rattled my kidneys around that much. <laughs> I had to get a motocross kidney belt <laughs> and wear that every time I got in it. And did some every time we went off-road, yeah. Because my kidneys would be shuddering around in there. But and maybe that's helped me with my polio or protected me from polio, so... You know, it's probably not a bad thing.
0: But they were, um, you know, they they were good cars. The the old cars, especially now with the cost of cars. I mean, cars aren't cheap anyway. New cars, we say new cars are cheap if you can manage to get one for around twenty twenty two thousand dollars. It's considered a cheap car. Yep. But the old cars, and like I said with Dad's Monaro that he sold, I think he sold it for about two grand or something like that, um, probably in about 1986, 87, and he had it from new. These days now, a vintage car like that in good condition would be, what, 60, 70, 80 grand?
1: Oh, and then some, I know that the my little car at the moment, um, with a, not running or anything like that, so basically a rolling Shell is worth quite a bit of money, more than. Basically, I know back in the day in the early seventies, you could get a, um, Torana GDR, mm-hmm. not an XU one, but the GDR.
0: Is that a good one?
1: Yeah, it's an awesome Righto. one. two door number. Yeah, for just over three thousand dollars, brand new off the off the production line. Mm-hmm. You're probably looking at seventy to eighty thousand dollars, maybe more for a genuine these days.
0: Yeah, so for a what fifty year old car?
1: Oh, absolutely. You know.
0: Can you get parts for 45. them still? Absolutely. Yeah, so this is the other problem as well. If you're ever somebody who was into, and not that I've ever met anybody, but I've seen online you have uh, different, you know, fan groups of everything, things like the Lada Neva and uh, cars like that that came from, you know, Ukraine oh. and Russia and, made out, and or made out of um, spare tank parts. I, I wonder if you can still get the parts for them now because you still see them driving around occasionally, um, getting less and less often, of course.
1: But um, what they can't make these, days, or if you can't get the parts, they get, they get fabricated. You're looking at the technology now in behind being able to make bits, bits and pieces for cars. People will fabricate. They will make things up, you know, where people will, you, you know, their machinery and their talent is fantastic. But when you, when you look, and we've talked about the old cars, moving across from then to now... I know that nobody looks at a car unless they've got a five-star ANCAP rating or they've got side curtains that have to meet a certain score.
0: Oh, there's a pretty particular – there's a pretty uh, popular – uh, sports slash muscle car that's driving around that you'll see a lot of the d- a lot of that don't have a particularly good ANCAP rating anymore, uh, and I know I was speaking to somebody about this, and uh, you know they just said, and they they're into cars, are into uh, know their way around the supercars, and uh, they just said, no way, two star ANCAP rating, there's no way I'd get one.
1: Yeah. So, uh, and- but. Yeah, sorry. I was going to say, and that's what everybody's looking for these days for their children, so they're looking for cars. Fair enough. And that's fair enough. You want the safety, and you you do, the same as me, Uh, you know. um, You want to have the the safety, the economics, the protection because it's your kids. I look back in the day and I'm like, yeah, there was no such thing. It was... How big of engine can you put in it? How quick can you make yeah, it go? And yeah. how fast can you drag and yeah. beat the other person?
0: But yeah, young and dumb, different stories and different stages of life. But, you know, we're talking yeah. fondly back on, particularly when we go again to the Suzuki Sierra, we talk yeah. about how fond, the fond memories we had of it. But I tell you what, I'd never get back in one again. Too uncomfortable, you know. My kidneys don't work well. I get
1: kidney pain when I drive past (laughs) one.
0: But, you know, and, and, you know, while we're talking nostalgically about old cars and how good they were, new cars are pretty good. There's oh, they're big, awesome. You know, I'm not pretty bagging that the stuff, new cars, No,
1: no, it's my just... My modern cars are, that I've got is <laughs> awesome. So. And
0: probably the biggest complaint is that we can't work on them ourselves anymore. I think that's probably the biggest issue. Also, automatic versus manual transmission. Very hard to get uh, all types of, especially luxury cars, in a manual transmission.
1: It seems to be the option. Many years ago, the option would be you had to pay an extra two to $3,000 yeah. for an automatic transmission. Yep. And they still do that now, the manual's this, the automatic's that. But now it's going to be to a point that you, you can't... There's some cars that just, they don't come well, out in a manual version.
0: Over 85% of cars these days are uh, automatic anyway. Uh, and it, it, what I've seen is when I'm look at it, looking at new cars is that um, it's the base model comes in a manual... Everything yep. above the base model is automatic and it's all included. Same as air conditioning used to be. You used to have to pay an extra $2,000 for air conditioning now.
1: And, yeah, 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 windows.
0: so now it's all included. And I think it's probably for the better. Uh, I don't know that not knowing how to drive a manual is a good idea. Um, what about you? If you're listening and you have a thought on whether you think manual versus automatic transmission, um, let us know your thoughts. That once was cool podcast at gmail.com. Um, and you can visit our website at oncewascool.com if you're ever interested in having a look, uh, having a look and having a look at our um, our back catalogue and everything we've done. We that's about all the time we've got for this episode.
1: Absolutely, look, and I can talk for hours about cars because I love them. Mm-hmm. No, I'm I not absolutely love them. I
0: like the ones I've got because they get me from A to B, but otherwise I'm not really moved one way or the other about them. Simon, what about you? Like cars? He's, he's shrugging. He's giving a yeah. He's, he's giving me. a thing. So Simon, thank you. We Thanks, thank. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for joining us. Uh, if it's your first time, thank you very much. We hope to see. Uh, we hope to talk well at you again. Um, and if you're a returning listener, thank you so much for your support. We really do appreciate it. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time. No
1: worries. Bye.